Welcome to Tiger Paw Radio, the podcast that tackles all the challenges and opportunities of channel convergence. If you provide managed IT, managed print, VoIP, security, or other technology-driven services for your customers, this podcast is for you. Tiger Paw Radio, exploring channel convergence, one stripe at a time. Janet, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience and make sure you tell them one thing about yourself that they may not know. Sure, Janet Shines, I'm the CEO uh, of JS Group. We're a channel consultancy firm. We really work with technology firms around how to uh, go to market, right? How do you accurately address and expand and evaluate, especially now in a high growth environment? How do you make sure you get the right growth? Uh, and by way of background, I'm a, a, a C-suite uh, you know, alumni from a couple of big companies, Verizon, Motorola, Office Depot, and I've built my career really in the technology industry, helping uh, companies, helping brands, uh, you know, execute on everything from hundred millions to billions uh, of dollars of uh, campaigns. I also am the uh, co-founder of Tech World's Half, which is a not-for-profit group dedicated to keeping women in technology. Women actually drop out of the technology sector at almost 4x the rate of men. So we're really just trying to keep the women we have. So as we get more women in the industry, we could maybe at some point in time have enough women to hit the growth goals we all know we want to hit. Well, that's wonderful. And I can't thank you for having uh, you on the show and uh, for being here today. And you know, certainly what you're doing with women in tech is really important. Uh, one of the episodes I actually did a while ago uh, was on uh, getting more women and supporting uh, young girls trying to get into tech, making sure that those opportunities are there. And it's a battle that has to be fought every single day. So thank sure. you very much for doing that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the other thing I noticed about you that we share, obviously, in, uh, in common is a little bit of the Star Wars uh, stuff that I can see in the background. <laughs> the Big Force. Fan. Big fan. <laughs> yes. The Force is very strong with us both. Hey, uh, you know, one of the things that we're doing, we've actually uh, interviewed together before, uh, and at that time, it was actually about super connectors. And super connectors, uh, obviously, one of the things I think that uh, all of them have in common is this ability to use uh, social networking, right? To be able to use the power of social platforms, not just to engage, um, but to sell, to, to make a difference. Um, and that term actually can be a little bit nebulous. So maybe let's talk about what you would say is a definition of social selling. What exactly is it? You know, everybody always thinks social selling and social media are the same. In fact, when we do our uh, industry leading class, which, by the way, has a 30x ROI. So we're really going to talk social selling today because we know what we're doing. Um, there's always this, you know, trick question that our trainers ask, which is, is it social selling and social media? Is it the same thing? And about 60% of the people say yes, and I've tried it and it doesn't work. And so we first have to say social selling and social media, not the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. Social selling is really about how you establish high value relationships in a virtual world that allow you to extend that relationship into sharing content, education, ideas, and actions that ultimately result in you having an opportunity to sell. And note, I said, ultimately. So you're really no different than in-person selling. You're just using the virtual tools and the fact that all of us are now residents um, of some level of community on LinkedIn or Facebook or you know Reddit or wherever you go for your uh, news as you know as a, as a contact as a person as a customer and so social selling is really about being where you are being at that world's largest event which is social media but actually showing up as a social seller who's good at it um, and builds those relationships. 
Yeah, I love how you talk about the fact that the, you know, the networks themselves are really just a part of the the tool set for social selling, right? Right. And, you know, one of the things that I, um, you know, was fascinated by is as we have these new tools that come into our selling uh, processes, right? I can remember back in the day when uh, cell phones first, you know, came in, right? And a lot of people were resistant to actually using a, you know, a portable cell phone. They said, no, that's not part of my kit. Right. Uh, the laptop. Um okay. And nowadays, yeah. uh, like you said, we are, uh, whether we like it or not, we are part of a virtual uh, community. We are. Right? We are. You, well, you either are or you're going to be very left behind. Right. right? So you can continue <laughs> to stomp your feet in the ground um, or say somebody else in my company will do that. Um, but but if, you know, if you truly invest in your company, even leaders in your company need to establish an authentic brand where your customers are. And where most customers are now is in social media, particularly in B2B. Yeah, I think it's really important what you say about that authentic self as well, right? And that's, you know, one really uh, neat thing that I actually really like about the social selling experience is that you really are reacting with people as they are, as their authentic selves, right? So you've got some Star Wars stuff in the background. You're not hiding that. It's like, this is who Janet is. This is, who you know, part of who, who Janet is, right? And that's part right. of the process. Um, one area, though, and I know that obviously in the technology uh, solutions field, that there is some resistance uh, to sales, I would say in general, um, sort of following a sales methodology. And then certainly when it comes to what we would call, you know, social selling, right, that they just don't seem to be natural uh, born salespeople. They maybe started the business on their own and then uh, either by happy accident or, um, you know, some smart things that they did, they start to grow the business uh, right. more organically through referrals, et cetera. But as they start getting into thinking about selling, why do you think social selling could work for them better than maybe some of the other things they could try, like cold calling or lead lists, et cetera? Yeah, cold calling died a, a miserable death, you know, uh, <laughs> long before social selling came along. Um, so cold calling's always been only for the few, only for the brave, right? Um, right. And, and, you know, what I always think is in the technology field and speaking as a geek here, right, a lot of people that started their own company or even shockingly found themselves ending up selling uh, in the industry were the very same people who hesitated to ask someone to prom. Right. So, you know, and I'm dating myself a bit now. I think it's right. I think it's called annual dance now or some such thing. But, um, <laughs> But, you know, the reality is these are not people with strong interpersonal social skills anyway, because if they were, they would have gotten too bored to figure out the technology. So these are people that are genius in another way. And quite right. frankly, they're very comfortable with the screen, right? So they're very, very comfortable having a virtual conversation. They're very comfortable having, you know, something really happen that's magical that's not physically in front of them. And I think that's so important um, as we continue to think about, you know, this social selling and why it's better for technologists. And part of it really is like, look, you don't really actually have to talk to anybody. You know, wouldn't that be fantastic <laughs> uh, as a human? Uh, you know, wouldn't that be fantastic? And and it gives you this opportunity for the for your geekiness, for your solutioning, for your knowledge to show, right? You establish yourself as an expert. This is the first thing in social selling. And I always tell everyone, you know, if you're listening to me right now, you know, Wes and I both take totally fine with this. Like reduce the screen size and go look at your LinkedIn profile. You probably built it as a resume because LinkedIn started as a resume. And sure. now 
right? Your profile needs to be updated. It needs to not be about your job, but about your expertise, why people would want to talk to you, why people want to deal with you. Well, think for the average introvert, which most technologists are, how much easier it is to spend an hour with a cup of coffee and your LinkedIn profile and update it so that you appear as an expert, right? Linking videos you've done or white papers you've written, your website, et cetera, and then talking about what do you actually do for a customer, not what do you do as a job, right? right. Uh, CEO is a job, what you do for a customer, digital ninja, right? Uh, <laughs> I, I give you 30X return uh, on your investment. That's what I do. So what do you do? And doing that exercise is a lot easier than making 100 cold calls in that hour, but it will have a much higher result. In fact, cold calls right now have a 1% of 1% of 1%, I like to do it that way, so it's a 1,000% uh, chance of one in 1,000 of being successful. Social selling has a four in 100 chance in the first 30 days. Wow. And 18 in 100 chance in 45. So you tell me, which one would you rather spend an hour this morning on? <laughs> I say it. social selling. It, it's amazing. And I, and I love the fact that, you know, you talk about the fact that it actually becomes uh, more successful over time, right? That the social exactly. aspect over time. I, I experience it all the time. You know, I do a, a live stream series once a week and I am shocked and amazed uh, sometimes when I get calls out of the blue because of some social piece of content or learning that I was sharing that people wanted to know more about, right? right. Maybe, maybe 15 days ago, maybe 30 days ago. Right. Um, maybe it was an event you did and somebody was Googling and then they found it. And the key is then they're going to go look you up. So they're either going to Google your name, and if you're active on LinkedIn and Twitter, they pay a ton of money for this to happen. So top tip here, if you are posting on LinkedIn and on Google, you're going to come up in the search results. So they're going to immediately have a way to go, oh, you know, let me, let me click on this here. When they click on your LinkedIn profile, which is the most common action, what they see is going to make a difference on whether they contact you or not. And so we all need to go look at that LinkedIn profile and say, maybe I need a makeover, right? Maybe I need a new picture, a new tagline. We do this for people. We, you know, we charge for it. It's not expensive, but we do a one hour interview and then we rebuild their profile and give them all the recommendations so that when someone does come and find you either through searching on Google, LinkedIn, or because you did something good uh, and they want to know you, they don't go, uh, not what I wanted, right? Um, yeah, my, my favorite is the uh, the background behind the headshot that is just the standard uh, LinkedIn. Blue, the blue right. dots. Yeah, my favorite is account executive <laughs> um, or sales manager because that's going to make sure the person doesn't call you, <laughs> right? Absolutely make sure the person does not call you for advice. Tell them you're selling to them. <laughs> so um, I really love those makeovers and I think it's, you know, it's step one. Step two, of course, is posting relevant content when you're social selling, right? So you talked about your shows, which we all love and enjoy, and you know, you're a voice to us in the channel, but everybody can be a voice. Now look, love if you do video, but if you don't, maybe you have that introvert's personality. Yep. So you write LinkedIn articles or you publish white papers and then you share them. And over time people say, wowza, this person is super smart and interesting, must follow. Right. Um, now, the key to social selling, though, is it's it's kind of all about the algorithm. So for the geeks listening, you're going to be comfortable <laughs> now. Uh, there is a four-part four score. I'm going to use LinkedIn because it's the most prevalent for B2B. Sure. 
Um, there are other reputation score um, you can use if you're using Instagram or Facebook or you know, Twitter, but let's just use, use LinkedIn if that's okay. Um, so LinkedIn has something called the LinkedIn Social Selling Index, right. LinkedIn SSI. It is four parts. Part one is your profile. So out of 100 points, you get 25 points for redoing your profile and completing it. So I don't know why anyone wouldn't do that. You get <laughs> another 25 points for posting content consistently. So if you post content consistently, by the way, shameless plug, we also offer content rating services where we post as people online and engages them online. So if you're a busy executive saying, this gal seems okay, but there's no way I have time to post every day and engage every day, you don't have to, right? There's people that can do that for you. Yep. Um, and so if you post consistently three to five times a week, you get another 18 to 25 points. If you then engage with insights, which is a huge part of social selling, so not just that you post content, but that you know you put a comment in your own content saying, "Hey, West, how do you feel about this? What are you seeing in your business? You know, what what's Tiger seeing in theirs? What what are we seeing here?" Or if I go on your post and say, "Wow, this is a really great share. I've been thinking about this. Um, you know, let me connect you with so and so." You get twenty five points for that, and then finally, you get twenty five points for connecting with people. So if you just, every time somebody posts something interesting or somebody reaches out to you, you connect with them, you get more points. If you get 70 or more points on the scale, something magical happens. Um, you become, and by the way, as I say this, if you have a score of 70 and you have five connections, this magical <laughs> will really be useful. So this magical score of seven, I like to see it with 5,000 plus connections that matter to your business, right? So it's not like your grandma and your aunt, not that they're not important, <laughs> not gonna matter to your business. If you then take that 70 score plus your 5,000 connections, you're gonna show up at the top of everybody's feed. So when they do sign on to the platform, who are they gonna see first? You. And this is the magic of social selling, because after a while, they're going to hear you. And because you're posting such great content, they're going to say, I must know Wes. I must know him. And they're going to connect. <laughs> right. Once they connect with you, the social selling begins. I'll pause there. Yeah. And, and I would say that's one thing I actually really love about social selling is the ability to get to know people. Uh, ever before you meet them in person, yeah, right? It's amazing. It's like somebody gave me a whole primer on you. I can just read your social, you know, your stream and go, oh, I know him now. I feel good. I've had people run up to me at, at, at trade shows. I've been a top influencer in the channel on, you know, Jay McBain's lists and channel partners lists and so on and so forth. So if they say so, it must be true. Um, <laughs> those people smarter than me. Um, but I've had people come up to me at events and hug me. Like, oh my God, yeah. you know, <laughs> good to see you. And I'm like, but we've never met before. Um, but again, they feel like they know you. Yeah, and just a little segue there. I actually have an identical twin brother, so that does happen to me periodically. Oh, where that's so cool. Out of the blue, yeah. So we've wanted a twin. I think of all the games I could play. Okay, but what we just yeah. we'll do something separate on that. Okay. It made for an interesting childhood. Let me tell you that. I bet. <laughs> well, that's great, and and I like what you say, and I can actually you know really speak to this idea of. Uh, growing through, um, you know, social when you are more of an introvert, because I am, I mean, all through high school, I was the guy that would rather be off reading a book, uh, having a cup of tea on his own, uh, than hanging out with people on the on the soccer yeah. field, right? Yeah, yeah. so it's, so, it's so much more comfortable, right? Yeah. And, and as you talk about that SSI too, another example I can use uh, just recently, uh, I'm not sure how this 
this happens or what it means yet, but LinkedIn does pay attention to it. Um, I just got creator status. And again, I have no idea. Me too. No idea what that means. Means you created enough content for them to feel people should follow you. So they, they, um, they convert people connecting with you for people following you. So I will say if you are a real salesperson, even if LinkedIn offers you creator, don't turn it on. Oh, interesting. Yeah, turn yeah. off creator if you're truly trying to sell. Janet's top tip of the day, uh, turn off creator because what it does is when people see you, it, it shows follow and then, you know, see your activity and something else and it makes them click on the more button in order to connect with you. And people are by virtue, um, you know, lazy. And so they're not going <laughs> to click on that button, right? And they may follow you, but they're not going to connect with you. And really, oh, that's some selling, really good advice. Yeah, if you're selling, you really want people to connect with you. Now, should we talk about the pouncing now when I say connecting? or when <laughs> <you're talking>? <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe we can, because actually that's a really good segue into uh, some of the pitfalls to avoid when social selling, right? So okay. I, I get messages oftentimes um, after a, a connection connects with me, and then I think you're going to talk about it now. So let's talk about pouncing. Pouncing. That's why I was like, ooh, pouncing. So, and I think that's why sometimes people think social selling doesn't work, right? And, and I blame the extroverts because the extroverts are saying, I made the connection. They must want to know everything about me. So I'm <laughs> going to send them a, you know, 10 paragraph long sales pitch um, because that's ever worked, right? <laughs> Let's forget you're on social media. Has that ever worked? You made a connection with someone at a trade show and the minute they said, hi, I'm, you know, Susie, you said, let me tell you everything about you. I think you should buy my thing. No, you would be really like, where do you live? Oh, that's so cool. I went there on vacation once. I live here. You'd have a whole thing. And then they'd say, what do you do? And you'd share a little and they'd say, come on, see seems interesting. Maybe you can help me. That's the same thing that happens once you connect. So once you connect with someone, all you have gained is permission to know each other, not permission to sell. So you have to now gain their permission to sell. Now, how do you do that? We have a 45-day process that we follow. We teach it in our social selling boot camp. We also do it as an outsource, as I mentioned, you know, for executives or senior sales uh, leaders who are who say, hey, I just don't have the time to do that marketing side of the social selling job. And the process goes like this. So the person connects with you. That's amazing. Thank you. I like to have a personal video that I send them that's that I reply back with a hey, thanks for connecting. And you know, you know, I know you saw my picture, but you know, we've all gained some COVID weight. So I thought I'd send <laughs> You know, hi, and I, I sometimes will hold up like a little, you know, little like board or something that'll say like, hi, West, you know, um, <laughs> so when they see the video, they're like, oh, okay, it's not spam. Um, and I'll just say really excited. You know, I talk a lot about this. Let me know if you need anything. Then over the next 45 days, I do five things. So if you're taking notes, you're going to go like one, two, three, four, five. Yep. So one, I make sure that I share content when I share content on LinkedIn that at least once in that 45 days, I send that link to them in messaging saying, hey, I just posted this and I was thinking you would find it interesting. Two, I comment on their posts. Right. So for the next 45 days, nobody, everybody, you know, don't be a lazy liker. Everybody thinks, oh, I connected with Wes now, so I'll just like all his posts. That does nothing. 
you have to comment and ask a question, right? Hey, that's really interesting. It's super to hear what you're thinking about the technology space. Let me ask you a question because you want to try to start that dialogue. But more importantly, you're giving the endorphin, right? That says, woo, somebody not only liked me, they commented and everybody loves the comments on their posts, right? So that's the second thing. So now you've, right? So now you've, you've shared something, you've commented. The third thing is tag them, but not in a spam tagging way. So tag your, write your post. Then in your comments, say at West, right, McDonald, hey, what are you thinking about this topic was thinking of you? So not in the big long post, in a comment. You can do this a couple of times for every post. Don't do it like a hundred times. <laughs> People come in to comment and go, I'm not special, right? <laughs> so that's the third thing. The fourth thing is I introduce them to someone. Who should they know? Who's somebody you know they should know? And, and by the way, if you're a good seller, you know exactly what I mean. There's somebody you'd like to introduce them to. Sure. Well, Step five is to finally say, hey, should we have a conversation about if we could work together in some way? I'm really enjoying our relationship. I love it. And right. So like like you're you're grooming this opportunity, you're growing it. Right. And what I find two times out of 10, um, I don't need to get to the 45 days. Somewhere in the first 30 days, the person will say, hey, I really appreciate you sharing this, by the way. Am I right in thinking that you do this? Could you help us? We're looking for this. And those are, of course, your highest probability of closed sales because the person came to you. Um, I love the by the way sale. (laughs) I love the by the way sale. Now, people always say to me, okay, but what if I have a list of 100 people and I'm trying to get to that first connection so that I can get them to the 45-day process? How do I get them to connect? Well, the first thing is short and sweet. So do not craft this big, long, you know, spamish note that you send people to try to get them to connect and then cut and paste it each time and then forget to replace Janet's name with Wes's name so that they get the wrong name. Um, don't do that. Don't do that. What you <laughs> want to do is be very short and sweet. So you either want, if you've engaged with them a few times online, you haven't connected, you either want to say, just noticed we aren't connected. Let's fix that. And boom, that's it, right? Just be, that's it, that's it. Notice we aren't connected, let's fix that. Most people will accept that connection, by the way, unless they're super suspicious, right? Most people will. If they're super suspicious and they still haven't accepted it in say 15 days or so, go back, find someone you have in common and say, hey, you know, I noticed West and I are connected and you and West are connected. I really respect what West is doing. And I thought, you know, I really like to be connected with you. No, I didn't say West recommended me. I just said, I really admire someone they are connected to. Yeah. Generally that'll break through and get that person to connect with you. There'll always be five or eight out of a hundred that will not connect. And guess what? They also won't buy anything from you. So let it go. <laughs> yeah. As Elsa from Frozen would say, let it go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like what you say about, you know, the advice of uh, commenting on people's posts, et cetera. And, and one of the things I love to do as well is if somebody posts a link for a webinar or a video that they've done is I'll actually take the time to view it and then I'll go back into the comments and mention a point that was raised in that video. Right. Love that. Love that. Had- I, call it, I call it minute 20 because it's far enough in. Right. Because at minute one, anybody could say, oh, I loved your opening comment. No, no, no. <laughs> Around minute 20, find a gem, use that gem. The person will go, wow, they were really watching my content. People love to hear about them. Right. So that's, that's all about, them. It's all about yeah. them. And you don't have to get on a plane. You yeah. Go in their office. You don't have to make a cold call. 
And, and I think for technology, you know, service people, like you said, that are more naturally introverted and a bit geeky, that's part of it too, is you don't have to travel to do this, right? Yeah. You don't even have to go anywhere. No, you can get, I, I close all my business remote now and I get all my business from, you know, what would be called social selling. Yeah. It's amazing. Right. And it's amazing. And that's obviously one of the reasons I reached out to you for the interview uh, because of what you're doing in this field, right? That, so it works. Yeah. It works. You mentioned earlier, we're going to talk about LinkedIn probably more than, than anything else, but there yeah. is Instagram, there is, you know, yeah. Facebook, et cetera. Right. And I found from my own experience, uh, my wife's a retailer. So Instagram for her is absolutely, absolutely. phenomenal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but me in the tech uh, field, particularly in managed print, um, Instagram, uh, sorry, Instagram. <laughs> LinkedIn is uh, is very popular. It is. But what I've noticed is that for groups that I'm finding a lot more activity on Facebook, especially in the technology world, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, our tech world tap group is actually on Facebook. Ah. And you know, we find it's because when you start thinking about your career and leaving technology, um, it's usually off hours, and Facebook is Facebook is more of an off hours platform, and LinkedIn is more of an on hours platform. So I always tell people to think about what's the topic that you're talking about. When would people be thinking about it? When did they when did they consume their news? When did they consume their information? That influences a lot on uh, what platform you're on. Um, I also think people um, uh, discount Twitter too much. Mm. Twitter has some real power. Guilty as charged. Yeah, not to mention the Google, you know, search analytics you know, amount of money, just sheer money that they spend to show up on Google, um, mm. but also as a listening tool. So, you know, Twitter is superb for showing trends and it's also superb for listening to what's wrong with your client. So let's say you want to go after an enterprise client and you sell technology of a certain kind. Let's just make security up as your, as your thing or network management or whatever it is you sell, right? Um, you can just eavesdrop on their Twitter feed and realize they have problems like been on your website for an hour, keeps failing, uh, <laughs> called your call center, you know, seven times still on hold, right? These are all clues about technology that the person might need because they have a problem and you can use Twitter as kind of your, your, um, your interface to say, Hey, I've been following your feed. I noticed you have these problems. I think I have a solution, uh, insert one of the bad tweets. Um, and you'd be stunned. Uh, it's an amazing platform for listening and connecting with executives because they are seeing those reports every day. Well, that's great. I'm going to, you know, pay more attention to it. Right. And, you yeah. know, the one, the one thing I did set up a while ago, though, was at least to make sure that most of the stuff that I do in LinkedIn is at least being ported over to um, Twitter. So I'm, so I'm using it. Smart. But I'm not. So the yeah. way you talked about it, I've really got to do my homework. And yeah, let's trend. And I also use it a lot. I'll go on see what's trending on Twitter, because that's what's trending in the news. That's what people are thinking about. And yeah. then I'll use some of those hashtags in LinkedIn when I post. Oh, what a great idea. <laughs> yeah, the people are talking about it, right? You know, so. I love it. Um, and, and I also find that um, it's good for a laugh occasionally too. And, and one thing I love, um, there's a service called Fiverr. It's the word five and then two R's. Yeah. Five R-R. Um, and you can go on there and actually um, uh, contract for maybe 20 bucks for someone to write you a dozen funny tweets. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> no. And funny. what I always tell people is, you know, you want to talk about, you know, yourself, your business and technology. 
in kind of equal parts. You don't want to be a broadcaster of just what you sell because people tune you out. You're a seller. Yeah. You don't want to talk too much about yourself personally, but you can have passions and that's what you can talk about. Mine is women in tech, right? Um, and then, and then you want to kind of be, have some other stuff. And so being funny, <laughs> right, can really help you. And, and I'll give it, and because the other, then people go, this person is funny. They click on you and then they see your other content too. Right. So I found this, this guy on Fiverr, he writes me uh, 10 funny tweets a month. I intersperse them into my feed. It costs me 20 bucks. What do I care? Um, and oh, I was my number one tweet last week was, uh, you know, her, the hurricane was coming, Hurricane Elsa. And uh, he wrote me a tweet that said, you know, he had written it for hurricane season, quote unquote, not that he knew there would be a hurricane, but hey, use this when there's a hurricane. And uh, it be, and it said, someone just asked me where the safest place, because I am from Florida. Someone just asked me where the safest place to be is during the hurricane. I said, Chicago, New Jersey, somewhere like that. They met, like, is it in, in the garage? Yeah, right. House, <laughs> you know, you're in Florida, you know. And so I, my wrote, desk. You know, yeah. as a Florida resident, somebody just asked me. I said, <laughs> Chicago, New Jersey, you know, you know, or Canada, you know, you pick. Um, where you have people, you know. And I've had like a hundred people like it, a few people comment on it saying I'm cracking up, you know. But what was <laughs> interesting was my tweets on either side were about business. Right. And those tweets outperformed as well because people saw them and then were like, oh, she's not only funny, she might be interesting. So I just think things like that to spice up your feed is an affordable, easy thing to do. That's great advice. And I've used uh, Fiverr for other things in the past. I never really thought about it from that angle. So. And when we get off the interview today, I'm definitely going to try that. Really good advice. Hey, one other thing, you know, as, as we're talking about people, we're talking about, you know, how people can use social, why they should use it. Yeah. Let, let's dig in a little bit into how you find people maybe that are naturally good at it. Because one of the problems I find, especially when I'm working at a new organization, and I've created campaigns called, you know, SOS. Uh, some people call share our stuff. Other people use a different word for the acronym, but it's, you know, essentially people getting on social and kind of, you know, spreading the, the content and the conversation and everything else. And some people say, well, no, that's not me. I don't do that. You know, so how do you hire for that? If you're actually looking for people to be these modern social sellers, who are they? So, yeah, how do you get them? Yeah, that's a great, uh, it's a great question. Anybody listening to this, if it's put when, it, when it's posted on LinkedIn, if you want to DM me, I'll also send you a little guide on this. But uh, here's my top tips. So the first thing is you got to change your interview process. So in the interview process, you have to say, let's pull up your LinkedIn. Um, or if you're in a different industry, right, you know, whatever it might be, if you're in consumer goods, Instagram, right, whatever, let's pull it up. How many connections do you have? Uh, they, uh, a seller is 75% more likely to hit quota if they have more than 5,000 connections. So that's the first thing you're looking for. Do they have 5,000 or more connections? Quantity does in fact matter means they're likable. Um, so 5,000 plus then say, okay, now the next thing I'd like to do is look at your recommendations. If they don't have a LinkedIn recommendation in the last six months, avoid, because it means they're not very good, right? Because they should be asking for LinkedIn recommendations and getting them. And so listen, could I be okay with somebody who had their most recent one a year ago since COVID and stuff? Okay, maybe, but no <laughs> farther than that. Then look at their activity. Right. What have they posted? If they haven't posted anything and do it with them. Right. It's good education for them too. Um, sure. if they posted anything recently, 
if they're not, you know, if the last time they posted was to say, rockin' dude, I'm glad it's your birthday, uh, you know, <laughs> four months ago, they're not your person. And then take them, and you can just Google this, LinkedIn Social Selling Index. By the way, you should be doing your interview on Zoom because that's where we live or, or whatever platform you like. Um, I'm partial to star to star, but, you know, you can <laughs> Uh, so next, take them to the LinkedIn social selling index score. They have to pull that themselves. So you can't do any of that, that particular discovery before. Ask them to pull their LinkedIn social selling index. If they are not above a 70, they are not going to be good at social selling, period. End of story. If they're above 70, but they had 48 connections, they're also not good at it. So you're looking for an and, right? You're looking for 5,000 and regularly posting and has some recommendations that are recent and an SSI of 70 or above. This person is 8X, 8X more likely to achieve quota than the person who didn't pass that four-point test. Wow. It's so that's nice. our data. We've been studying it, a couple thousand sellers now um, through the program. We know it works. Um, so those are the four points to find your seller. If they don't have it, shameless plug. If you love somebody and they're in your organization or it's you, DM me. Find yeah. me. Let's talk. We'll get you in the program. Yeah, it, it's amazing what you say. And, and I think, too, when you talk about the, the social selling index, uh, probably a red flag if they say, what's that? What's that? Right. right. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Say, take me to your LinkedIn social selling index and see if they know where it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or worse yet, I don't use LinkedIn. Uh, I sorry. Don't use LinkedIn. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're selling something very different than the technology industry. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a giant red flag. You know, that's, that's uh, Arkansas-sized red flag. Yeah, and you know, I, there are there are some people that just need a little push in the right direction too, right? And I'll and I'll say this happens very seldom, yeah. uh, but I was working with uh, a sales guy uh, probably about four years ago, and his LinkedIn was terrible, right? I mean, absolutely terrible. But boy, when it was presented to him that it wasn't acceptable and everything else, took the bull by the horns, and today um, exceeds the number of connections that I have. Is active posting commentary. You know what I mean? It's just. One of those things that it didn't realize was actually in the world, right? Like, right. wow, wow. No, we just had somebody go through our program, and I just love this story. Um, Forty-five years in the industry, you know, didn't think that digital was for him, right? right. Um, became a convert, has closed over ten million dollars in sales. Isn't that amazing? He I love hearing that on social, right? And he's the biggest convert ever now and i always say if he can do it you can do it <laughs> right you know he had to basically learn how to use social media most of us already know how to do that that are listening to this so you've got a head start so you know yeah and and i can say that it works this is one topic that is near and dear to my heart i love what you do um mm -hmm. because that's that's what i use for my entire sales channel is social selling right yeah so for the for the stuff that i do consulting on flat rate models for managed print that's where all of my uh, contracts come from is through social selling, right? No cold calls ever. No, me neither. And none of our clients are anymore either. Right. So, and even if you have a great marketing campaign that's returning marketing qualified leads, social selling is also a great place. Take that lead, connect yeah. with them there, right? Now you've got an interested lead and you're connected with them on social. This is another, you know, you're kind of, as Voltaire said, uh, 
love isn't a, a chain that binds us. It's a million inextricable threads. That oh, what a neat, us. what a neat way to say it. So yeah, so social selling is the same thing. It's a million inextricable threads that bind the heart. Right. Wow. Well, hey, I can't thank you enough. I know that uh, we are coming up on our time. And I want to be respectful of that, but I can't let you leave without giving at least one piece of advice, just one, if you only had to give one uh, for tech solution providers looking to get started with social selling, what would that be? Well, I think you should DM me so that <laughs> I can tell you how to get started with social selling. But if I, if you don't want to do that, maybe you're having a, one of those days, the very <laughs> first thing I would do is fix my profile. Uh, go through your profile with a fine tooth comb. Uh, don't allow it to be a resume. Think of it as a sales tool and redo all the language in it away from resume, chronological order of the jobs I have to chronological order of the value I've delivered for my customers. Um, be a marketer in your LinkedIn profile would be my first tip. So thank you so much, Janet. I cannot thank you enough for uh, for doing this interview. And for all of our listeners or, or viewers that are taking in this content, um, thank you very much for joining us today. Until next time, keep learning. And so we come to the end of another exciting episode of Tiger Paw Radio. If you'd like to listen to more great learning content to help you grow your business, please be sure to visit www.tigerpaw.com and click on the resources tab. You can also subscribe to your favorite podcast platforms to be sure you never miss another episode. And until next time, keep learning. Keep